You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 83rd program of Think Again. This program is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that's been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jennifer Burrell. My usual co-host, Jacques Belay, isn't with us today, but I'm joined by Donna Stolzenberg, who'll tell us about the Carla Space, a social enterprise employing homeless people. Donna's been working with and for homeless people for many years now, and she's been named 2021 Victorian Australian, sorry, Victorian Australian of the Year. So it's a real privilege to have her with us today. Welcome to the program, Donna. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Great. Firstly, uh, firstly, Donna, can you tell us what is the Carla Space? Can you tell us a bit about it? Sure. Well, the Carla Space is our hub. It's where everything that National Homeless Collective does happens. And the main thing that the Carla Space is known for is that it is an op shop mm. where we employ women experiencing homelessness to come in and get up to 15 hours per week of paid employment. All of the clothes are donated by the community. And the women that come and work for us, we've done something very unique and very innovative that really supports people people who are perhaps not quite ready for work to be able to come in and and work and and be paid. So we've removed the start and finish times that normally apply to employment. So the women are able to come in and work whenever they can, whenever they can get there. And that alleviates a lot of the barriers caused by homelessness uh, leading into employment. Mm. Um, So that is innovative because I know most workplaces are very much structured. You have to start at nine and finish at five, but you're obviously catering for a lot of the circumstances that homeless people are in uh, to set it up that way, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, homelessness is chaotic. No two days are ever the same. And there are so many appointments, so many unexpected things happening that it's just not always practical or possible to start work at an allocated time. So we found that so many women were losing jobs or not applying for jobs if they had to adhere to strict start and finish times, remove those. And we've got some very happy workers who are doing amazing things. And uh, they have so many skills. And, and such mm. wonderful things to offer us uh, at the Carla Space. Mm. I really like the way you framed that, Donna, because we often think about people who need help as uh, we talk about them as having something missing or having some sort of deficit. They may need motivation or they need some sort of help. But you're really talking about uh, the contribution that they can make when they're supported to make that contribution. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think what we focus on is that everybody in the community has something to offer. We just need to give people a chance. And the women that we've employed have all been absolute superstars. And we have certainly benefited from having them uh, employed by us. And uh, everybody that that's there has, uh, we've got some people who are like amazing at uh, visual merchandise. Some are fantastic with uh, customer service. I've learned so much from employing these women. They're all absolutely fantastic and I think if employers really looked at the benefits to not just the person they're employing but also their establishment they Mm. they would certainly do well to look at employing this cohort. Yeah so Donna can I ask you about uh, what's the situation um, that led you to set up the Carla space I think you've probably talked about a bit already talking about the circumstances of homeless people that you're catering for but were there was there a was there something that really sparked this for you that the need for the Carla space and setting it up Sure. Well, there was one particular incident. I mean, the whole Carla space is, has come about because of years of being employed, working with people who have quite significant barriers to employment. So I had a really good understanding of that. But mm-hmm. we did have an employment program at a warehouse that we used to have making up the packs that we distribute. And one of the employees rang me one morning and she said, look, I'm, I'm going to be a bit late today. And I said, well, you know, that's absolutely fine, but are you okay? Mm-hmm. She said, look, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, but I sleep in a park and it was raining last night mm-hmm. and everything I own got soaking wet and I have to go to a laundromat first, but I don't have any money, so I have to go begging to get money to go mm-hmm. to the laundromat. Wow. And I thought, well, two things there really struck me. Well, you know, one was that she was really concerned about losing her job and the situation was out of her control. It was it was the weather she got rained on. But secondly, she had to disclose her most personal details to me about why she was going to be late or she was going to be have to force to lie. And I had a chat to the women that we were employing. Some of them were housed, some of them weren't, some of them were in transitional housing or crisis accommodation. And I asked them, look, you know, what is the main barrier for you working? Why is it that you're not able to get jobs in mainstream? And it was a loud and clear the start and finish times, we just cannot stick to them. Mm. It's embarrassing. We have to lie about why we can't come in. I don't want to tell a boss that I don't know that I have to go and see uh, a lawyer or go to court or go and see my social worker or Mm. something really personal and private. So we decided to give it a trial run, just removing those start and finish times, which meant that people did not have to disclose why they weren't coming in. And and it was a huge change and it really Mm. worked well. Mm, and wow and I guess you'd be getting a bit of uh, endorsement for that approach from the actual women because they're obviously still coming they want to work they're coming into work but uh, have you got some sort of feedback about how it's helped them with their employment? We have. We get feedback all the time and when we look at some of the case histories that we've had, well, some women that we've employed, some of the younger people have never actually had a job. So we're employing people who who might have been experiencing homelessness since they were teenagers and haven't had a job before and they've gone from having no previous employment in their mid-20s to not only having worked for us but moving on to full-time employment with with other industry after they've worked with us. So, 
that really speaks for itself. But we find that when the women start, they might only be able to cope with a few hours per week. But after about six months, they're there doing their full 15 hours. They're showing up at start time, leaving at finish time. And by the time they have had six to 12 months with us and they've navigated that gauntlet of homelessness and being able Mm. to the employment enables them to really stick to the other programs that they're working with as well so if they have anything outside of work that they need to be um, to be going to we find that they're much more likely to stick to that also they get paid so Mm. having having money gives you that autonomy you can choose where you want to live where you what you want to eat what you want to wear Mm. and that increases that sense of 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 self-worth and um, that that independence as well mm, yeah, uh, but, for people. Yeah, well, being able to create the life that they want to have, I guess. Exactly, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, it's that self-determination. They get to choose how their life runs. It's not in the hands of somebody else anymore. Wow. So we, we've had uh, the feedback that we've had has been 100% positive and every person that we've employed has benefited in some way where they wouldn't have received that benefit anywhere else. Wow, that's incredible, Donna. I'd like to talk more about this after some music. Uh, the Devil Played Backwards by The Night Terrors.
as they say in the US of A, I'm Joseph Toscano from Anarchist World This Week, Talk Back With Attitude and Radical Australia. And you're listening to Summer Programming on 3CR Community Radio, 855am, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. We are here for you. We are here to help you overcome all that overindulgence you'll experience during the festive season. Listen to FreeCR Radio and have your non-synapsing neurons reawaken with fascinating news, views and opinions. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm speaking with Donna Solzenberg from The Carla Space, which is an op shop and social enterprise employing homeless people in East Brunswick and in a north suburb of Melbourne. So Donna, we hear a lot about poli- from politicians and media commentators blaming homeless people for their own predicament. So, uh, obviously, the stories you're telling are opposite to that. What would you say to these people who are blaming homeless people for being in their situation? Well, look, I think if you're a politician and you're blaming someone else for their the outcome of their life, then you probably shouldn't be in politics. Mm-hmm. If you're working for the people, if you're voted by the people, you really need to be for the people. Mm-hmm. Laying blame on people, it, it, it evokes that anger that's their fault they should have done something else about it when what we know and studies have shown time and time again is that much of this behavior starts in childhood in infancy Mm. and people are set on this pathway from the moment they're born or or just after we've got generational uh, unemployment Mm. homelessness and to lay blame on someone does absolutely nothing to support them it's not going to help someone get out of homelessness we need to and media commentators you know they they know a little bit about a lot so they don't really know what they're talking about it's just that they've got a platform to be able Mm. to to spread their own views which are largely incorrect and very uneducated if you blame someone for their predicament it means that you're not willing to help them you're not willing to understand them you're not willing to listen to them and that helps nobody So we really need to stop blaming people. And all of the people that I have worked with and that that we've employed at the Carla Space, there is a backstory that was never the person's fault. Sure, I agree when you're an adult, you're in charge Mm. of your own choices, you get to decide what happens to you. But unless you've got opportunities like the Carla Space, uh, opportunities through National Homeless Collective and a few other organisations like ours, how are you going to make those choices, those positive choices, if there isn't a choice to make? Yeah, and not not least thinking about people fleeing family violence or young people who've been in care or left care. There's so many people who, as you say, have really haven't had the same opportunities as other people. But I guess the stories you're telling about the car space is also that uh, the people you're working with, they do want to work. And when they're given the chance, they take the opportunity and, and they do work and they develop and they use that as a platform to get into the workforce. So really, you're giving the lie to those people as well, just through your programs. 
Exactly. And the people that we've employed and the people that we've met on the street, they are the most resilient people that I have met. And we need to remember that nobody wakes up and chooses a lifestyle of homelessness. No one in year 10 goes to career day and says, well, look, I'd like to be homeless on the street. <laughs> that, that, that's my goal. No. Um, you know, something happens. There is something that, that alters the course of a person's life that causes them to end up on the street or end up in unstable housing. And we need to understand what that is. What are the barriers to housing and employment? We know that it's underfunded uh, for start. So once you've tipped into homelessness, the chances of you getting out in the current system are very, very uh, remote. You, yeah. you don't have much chance at all. So for politicians or media commentators to sit back and blame people, uh, you know, there for the grace of God you go. You yeah. have probably had a much, much better uh, life uh, with much more opportunity than, uh, than th- these people that we're working yeah. with. Mm, thanks, Donna. And I was wondering too: has, um, has COVID affected homeless people? From what you've seen, obviously, COVID's affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So, what have you witnessed happening with homeless people during this time? What we've what we've witnessed is that the government, uh, especially here in Victoria, has uh, provided shelter in the form of hotel rooms for people uh, experiencing homelessness and to get them off the street to reduce the risk of spreading COVID. But what didn't happen was the that was a perfect opportunity for wraparound services to be implemented and for those people to have their needs assessed first and met. But that didn't happen. So Mm. you can't just simply, we believe in the housing first approach, but you can't simply give someone a roof over their head and say, well, now you're fixed. Because what that does, it completely ignores ignores and erases the reasons that the person is experiencing homelessness in the first place and they still need to be addressed. We noticed that in especially around Victoria, around Melbourne, there were much less people on the street but now it it was all for nothing because Mm -hmm. if you walk around the streets now then everyone's back there, their problems are still there, the services are still not there. So um, but the other side of the coin too so many more people tipped into homelessness who never thought they would be there. There were so many people who had jobs, they lost them due to COVID, they were financially overcommitted, couldn't meet payments and are now having to sell houses at a loss, having to Mm. rent. But with more people in the rental market, that's pushed uh, other people further and further out uh, into the outlying suburbs away from those support services. So it's had a knock-on effect for people who were already struggling, which was terrible. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's it's been quite a catastrophe for, yeah. um, for people. Yeah, and as you say, what a missed opportunity for the people who are already homeless. That would have been an opportunity for them to be supported out of homelessness. But um, from what you're saying, um, that mm. opportunity wasn't seized. They're back on the street. And, and as you say, there's also a lot of new homeless people um, who have never been in this predicament before yeah that's correct yeah yeah there was a a huge opportunity missed there and I do understand that part of that was because the services themselves had to isolate so it was very hard for people to engage uh, people experiencing homelessness whilst we were not allowed to see anyone whilst we're in lockdown Uh, but I I do think that more perhaps could have been done Um, but yeah it it was quite a missed opportunity yeah so Just to give us a bit of pause to think about that, we'll go to a promo and we'll resume our discussion after that. From every corner of the land, womankind arise! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Militantly, never you fear! 
erosion of human rights leads directly and inevitably to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our rights because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 8.30am and Wednesdays at 6am on 3CR Community Radio 855am and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855am on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. I'm talking with Donna Stolzenberg about the Carla Space which is an op shop and social enterprise in East Brunswick that employs homeless people. So in our last program, Jacques and I talked about how the very rich in Australia doubled their wealth during COVID. And this increase in wealth came from largely from government stimulus payments, which is a real shame. Meanwhile, a lot of small businesses closed down or, or are still struggling, and of course, that's set to get worse, worse when JobKeeper ends. So, personally, I've certainly noticed a lot of empty shop fronts uh, following the COVID lockdowns last year. So, I wanted to ask you, Donna, if COVID has affected the Carla space as an op shop. Uh, It did. It affected it in quite a negative way, given that we had to close our doors, we were not allowed to operate. And what that meant was that we could not keep up the employment for those women that that we have working there. And they're all employed on a casual basis, thus they were not entitled to JobKeeper. Mm -hmm. So we we couldn't pass that on to them and um, that that was really uh, quite sad. But um, with us, because we're an op shop, there were certain elements that we didn't have to worry about. We didn't have supplier uh, bills because all of our clothing is donated from the public. Our landlord was Mm -hmm. amazing and gave us six months rent at half price. However... We were not making any money because we weren't selling any clothes. So it really was uh, quite a struggle. And we didn't know if we could keep the doors open once we came out of lockdown. And it's still still teetering at the moment. We've only been open for a little while. Mm -hmm. And we've had to halve our opening hours as it is because um, people aren't, I think people have lost that confidence with going out shopping and, and they're still largely... Uh, avoiding public places so mm-hmm. it, it has it has had quite a negative effect but I really think that with uh, the the public confidence uh, in what we do that we will be able to increase and rebuild it. Yeah and hopefully this program will help with that Donna. <laughs> well that would that would be fantastic um, and one of the things that I, I, I really want to take the opportunity to say to people is I know that when when people think of op shops and support they automatically start thinking oh I've got things to donate I'll support this op shop I'll, I'll donate but 90 90- of people think like that. It's only 5% that think I'm going to shop there. And we need that to kind of reverse and have everybody thinking, I'm going to support the Carla space by shopping there. And, uh, you know, I can't pay someone in in dresses and scarves, but, you know, I need to sell those so that I can can pay people. 100% 
of everything that's sold becomes someone's wage. If we sell a dress for $9, that, that 100% of that $9 goes into somebody's wage. So we need more people to shop and we've got some incredible clothes. So, yeah, please come and see us. So I was just going to say that maybe you should tell people about what you sell there. So clothes, shoes? Yeah, so clothing and accessories really. We're a very small shop so we don't have furniture, we don't have bric-a-brac or books or anything like that, but we have some incredible clothing. Every single item that we have is checked over thoroughly washed if it's able to be washed if it's not brand new or or doesn't need dry cleaning and it's all washed and ironed and it's all fresh on the Mm. shelf so it can actually just be you can put it on and wear it out of the shop Uh, we have a fantastic range of women's clothing uh, men and children lots of shoes and bags lots of accessories as well Mm. and you're in East Brunswick Yes, yeah, we, we sort of say Brunswick East, but it's the same place. So, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's uh, And we're at 50 Ligon Street and it's important that you go to 50 Ligon Street, Brunswick East, because uh, I think 50 Ligon Street, Carlton is a restaurant. <laughs> so oh, wow. there's, there's, there's no clothing there. Yeah. Well, so that's the best way um, listeners can really support the Carla space and and support the fantastic work that you're doing with homeless people and and giving homeless people um, a real uh, a real chance in life. A, a lot of people, a lot of them having not apparently not having had that chance before. So uh, I'm thinking of people who've been homeless since they were a teenager. You know. Um, yeah, or, or people who've never had anything to do with homelessness and suddenly find themselves uh, without somewhere to live or they're in crisis accommodation and they've never had to access services before. So there could be people who've been uh, housed all their lives and, and had jobs but all of a sudden are in this new world that they, they can't navigate because they've never had any experience with it. So we, we pretty much help everybody. Yeah, Um and I'm thinking that's one thing that COVID has done as well. It's really increased a lot of people's empathy because uh, in the media and in public commentary, of course, homelessness has been treated as something marginal like other people who aren't quite up to scratch in some way. But people's empathy, I think, has been really increased with especially a lot of people finding themselves in circumstances they never thought they would find themselves in. People who have you know, worked all their lives, um, had housing all their life and suddenly they can't pay their mortgage and, or rent and lost their jobs. So I think that's been a bit of a shock and a real awakener for a lot of people. It really has and, and uh, quite a few of our uh, new cohort come from uh, from that side of life as well. Uh, we found that our, our workload tripled during COVID, during the lockdown, because there were so many people who all of a sudden needed our services, especially um, people who were a bit financially overcommitted who just did not see anything like this coming. I mean, none of us did. But also students as well, uh, students, international students who couldn't get back home, uh, who largely relied on the hospitality industry for Mm. their income so that they could eat and and pay their rent. And all of a sudden there's no work, there's no money coming in. Mm -hmm. And that was incredibly tragic to see. There were so many very, very stressed people who really needed a helping hand. And um, we found yeah we we tripled the need for what we do during the lockdown and it's that's still continuing now because not everybody's gone back to work well donna thank you so much for the great work you're doing supporting homeless people and i want to thank you on behalf of the whole community and thank you and thanks for telling us about the carla space today thank you so much jennifer it's been wonderful to chat to you thanks for having me been a pleasure for me too and thanks listeners for tuning in to think again on 3cr community radio today and hearing from 
Donna Solzenberg about the Carla Space. That's spelled K-A-L-A, the Carla Space. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. I'd also like to thank Clive Bourne for technical production today and music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. I've been-